Okay, welcome to another episode. Welcome to a Saturday episode of the Isaiah K Podcast. Welcome to a Saturday episode of the Isaiah K Podcast. Welcome back. Hope you guys are feeling good. Um, This is just a recap of what we've been talking about uh, these last few episodes, uh, should I say? These last few episodes, uh, we had a big time Friday night game between the Lakers and Bucks. I'm going to break that down. I also want to get to Steph Curry's return and what I feel about it, what I think about it. Um, got some. I got some interesting takes that I have on that um, and the Warriors' future because I, I saw a lot of people talking about the Warriors' future and what that shall hold. Uh, we talked about the Warriors' future a little bit if they were to get Giannis. Um, we talked about that a little bit last week, but I want to touch on the Warriors' future just in general. Um, so this is just a Saturday podcast, uh, you know, a brief check-in headed into next week. A brief check and head into next week. So I catch you guys on the other side after this intro. See you. Saturday podcast, as I mentioned already. Um, so Steph Curry returned on Thursday. He returned Thursday, Thursday night against the Raptors. Um, he had a good showing. You know, it was Steph Curry like it was Steph Curry ish, twenty three seven and seven. Uh, for him, for a guy that that has practically missed the entire season, uh, Steph looked pretty good, and I didn't expect nothing less. Um, he's Steph Curry. So, but this is my thing. And it's a lost year. I, I, I often call these lost years. I said it last year with LeBron. LeBron's every great, every all-time great player, every like most great, most like great players have lost years. LeBron last year had a lost year. LeBron got hurt, which was strange. He was hurt for a great. He was a, he was hurt for a great period of time. Um, that you know, before the injury, the Lakers were, you know, within the playoff race. They were they were sitting at four to be exact. And now you know, they LeBron gets hurt, Lakers season take a downhill turn. Jordan, Michael Jordan had a lost year. Michael went on to play baseball. Then he would come back. Yeah, he was still Michael, and he was still really good. But Michael had lost to Orlando, Penny Hardaway, and Shaq. In the Eastern Conference Finals, came back the previous, came back the next year, and then won three more titles. But that year for Michael was a lost year. Andrew Luck, he had a lost year. Andrew Luck, coming off, he had you know he had the shoulder pro, he had the shoulder problems. 
You know, had the shoulder injury, had the shoulder surgery, came back, won AP Comeback Player of the Year. That was Andrew Luck's lost year. Um, Tom Brady, he had a lost year. Tom Brady, when he tore his ACL, you know, Matt Castle took over. Matt Castle took over and, uh, you know, took, took, you know, won 11 games with New England. That was Brady's lost year. This was Steph Curry and the Warriors' lost year. All like most, a lot of these all-time great players have a lost year where it was just like, yeah, that was just the year where you know the team was either bad or the player had gotten hurt or or, or in Michael's case, you know he had stepped away from basketball. But that was a lost year, and it's okay to have that type of year, um, especially for a guy like Steph Curry, like. Coming off of five straight finals, uh, winning three titles, you know, a lot of wear and tear on his body. And he's, you know, unlike LeBron, LeBron is 6'8", 260, so he can withstand that physicality. Steph Curry is 6'3", barely 200 pounds, so can't withstand it. I didn't think, I don't think Steph should have came back. I don't think Steph should have came back. I didn't see the, I didn't, I don't see, I don't see the point of him coming back. The Warriors are definitely out of playoff contention. Um, I, I just would have, I just would have preserved him for next season. Um, you, you know, unless you guys can come up with another, with another excuse or an, another not excuse, but another reason why you think you thought that Steph Curry should have came back this year. I don't see any reason why. The Warriors brung him back. I don't. I mean, I get that Steph. He probably loved the game, and I'm and I'm I'm sure Steph had a big say so whether or not he can come back or when he was ready to come back. Because I know Steph likes the ball, you know, plays well, you know, plays basketball. That's all he knows. But he should have just counted this as a lost year. It's okay. All of the all-time greats have lost years. Peyton Manning. He had a lost year before. Peyton Manning with the neck surgery. He had the neck injury that year. Indianapolis went 1-15. In Indianapolis moved off him. Peyton Manning goes to the Broncos. Peyton Manning goes on and, um, you know, he has, a, he has two, three more MVP seasons with Denver. And then finally in the last year, wins a title. That, but, but that year where he had, with that year that Peyton had the neck surgery, that was his lost year. Like I said, LeBron's lost year was last year. First year being in LA with a young with a young core, a young squad. He gets LeBron gets hurt. Yes, they were still in the playoff race, but LeBron was out. I mean, that was the most games LeBron LeBron has ever missed. That was a lost year for LeBron. And the same thing for Steph Curry. Steph Curry's been, you know, early in his career, he had ankle problems. But he has overcome those ankle issues. Uh, some of that is due to the shoes that he wears. Um, but then, you know, five straight finals appearances, three titles, you know, one of the lead catalysts for those championship runs, uh, a lot of wear and tear and minutes on his body. I get it. And this is why I wouldn't have brung him back. This is why I wouldn't have brung Steph Curry back, back in the lineup, back in the rotation, back just to suit up. Love to have his presence. Love to see him. I did watch because Steph is must-see basketball, but I, I did not see the... Under, I, I just don't seem to understand and 
you know, grasped the reason why Steph came back. I just don't get it. Um, and you know, it's you know, it's been reported that he has the seasonal flu, not the coronavirus, but he has the seasonal flu. Um, so it's just it's just interesting. Um, you know, you know, as a development and how and how the season has gone on. I told you guys this earlier in the year where where Steph had went down and basically the Warriors season was over. I, I said, hey, the Warriors, I'm not worried at all. I think they'll be back to I'm not gonna say championship contention, but they will be much more competitive than what they were this year. Um and even these, you know, these like in certain games, I watch them, I catch them, I see the I see the box score. They're 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 very competitive. But like I said, when Curry gets back healthy, when Clay gets back healthy, when they get the when they get their core back in that starting lineup, the Warriors will be back to, you know, being competitive, being a respectable team in the Western Conference. No, they're not gonna dominate the Western Conference, but they'll be a respectable team in the Western Conference once again. Um, they have many. They have. They have. A, they have many routes they can go with the with the accumulated draft picks that they have. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins as being a potential trade piece uh, to acquire like another legitimate s- superstar, like not just an all star, but a superstar. If the Warriors really want to, you know, get back to that dominant role, um, and you guys already know. That star is Giannis that they can trade for, uh, you know. So that would be that. That would be just the Warriors' decisions and what they do, in uh, and during the off season. But this Warrior organization, the you know, if you're a Warriors fan, don't worry. Yeah, the, the two LA teams are looking very dominant right now, and they're really good. But if you're a Warriors fan, you have nothing to worry about. You have you you got you have your core pieces in play. Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um, you got another piece on the wing. Andrew Wiggins hasn't quite lived up to the potential of the number one pick, and what and, ha- and you know, so many so many people had so many uh, high aspirations for Andrew Wiggins, but it just didn't work. It just didn't play out that way. But you have a guy that can. He's still he's still a guy that can average twenty a night. And have the ability and the athletic, uh, the athleticism to be a good defender. So if you're the, if you're a Warriors fan, if you're a Warriors supporter, don't worry. Um, the Warriors would be just fine. I think they'd be just fine. Like I said, they'd be back to they'd be back to being competitive. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far as saying title contention. I'm not gonna say that. But they'd be back to being competitive. Um, they have some nice young guys. Coming off the bench that has played well for them, like Eric Pascal um, this year, Damian Lee. They have some guys on that bench, some young guys on that bench that could be potential fill-in and role players um, next year on, you know, on a better Warriors squad, on a better and healthier Warriors squad. Those would be, those would be some young guys that will see some quality minutes, that will see some quality minutes um, on a better team instead of them playing – you know, so many minutes instead of them starting and so many starting lineups, that'd be what the war that would be the warrior team to look out for. Um, but like I said, don't, nothing to worry about. But I don't understand why this, the Warriors bump back Steph. But let's shift gears. 
So Friday night, um, LeBron and Lakers played Giannis and the Bucks. Highly anticipated uh, matchup. That that you know we, we, you know which is on Friday night last night may have been a finals preview. It may very well be a finals preview of what you saw last night. Um, so the Warriors, I mean, so the Lakers and Bucks, the Lakers and Bucks, the Lakers won. LeBron had 37. LeBron was very efficient from the field. Uh, in the first quarter, he, he was not very aggressive. He wasn't ultra aggressive. He wasn't, he wasn't aggressive at all. Um, Giannis was aggressive in the first quarter. He had about, I think he had 10 points in the first quarter. Um, but LeBron started to heat up in the second half. I mean, he, LeBron started to heat up in the second quarter. Um, and that's where LeBron, like, really put his fingerprints on the game. Because from the second quarter on, LeBron James was the best player on the floor. From the second quarter on, LeBron James was the best player on the floor. Um, and Giannis had good numbers. It's not that Giannis didn't have bad numbers. Giannis had good numbers. He had 32. I think he had 32, 12, and 6. But his 32, um, he, didn't, he never imposed his will on the game. He never had that imposing factor on the game such as LeBron. LeBron, did, LeBron has done such things. Uh, he had 37. He was very efficient. He shot, from, he shot well from the free throw line. Uh, that's, been a, that's been a nagging issue all this year with LeBron. He's shooting about 69%. But I think LeBron is one of those guys where if the game is on the line, I'm, I, I, I trust LeBron with the game is on the line. You need, you, need, you need him to make one out of two free throw shots. I trust him. I, I, I trust him a lot. But once again, the, war, the, the Warriors, I'm sorry. Once again, the Bucks show me uh, why I should be a little concerned about the Bucks. Once again, critical role game. Yeah, the Lakers are playing. The Lakers were playing with a lot of emotion. Yeah, the Lakers like, hey, you guys beat us the first time at you know at your house. We're not gonna come. In, you're not gonna let you come in here and beat us at home. But Milwaukee, like Chris Middleton, once again, he had 12 points. Chris Middleton had 12. Chris Middleton had 12 points. You, you know, I'm just looking at the box score. I, I, I'm looking for guys like Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton to really step up and show up. I like, I mean, I like some of the role players like DiVincenzo, uh, 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 Wesley Matthews. He's a good perimeter defender and, you know, a guy that can shoot the three. But it's going to really, it's going to, like, with the Bucks. And that's what I said. I said, but I said this. I said this last week, or not last week, but previous episodes ago, where I said, "Hey, in order for the Bucks to win a title, it's not going to be based upon Giannis. Giannis is going to play well. Giannis played well last night. It's not going to be based upon Giannis. It's going to be based upon Chris Middleton, guys like Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, because twelve points is just not going to cut it." 12 points is just not going to cut it. The Lakers shot I mean the, the Lakers shot horribly from the three point from three point. They shot the three point shot bad last night and they were still able to get away with the win. First of all, the Lakers defensively are really good. 
They're really good. Um, they, but I, and I, I'm, I'm going to touch on what I saw from the Lakers. Um, but I want to touch on the Bucks right now. But the Lakers are really good defensively. They really locked in defensively last night. Um, but Chris Middleton got to be better. He got to be better. I was, you know, I was listening to uh, the, the, the podcast. Mark Jackson and Stan Van Gundy does, and Mike Brain, all three of those guys, do such a great job with calling these games. And when and, and, and these and when I mean these games, I mean like these games with LeBron and these marquee games. They do such a terrific job at calling these games and also analyzing these games and also telling you and telling us what they need to see from specific players. And they highlighted it. Chris Middleton had a hit. He had hit Chris Middleton during the game, he had he had hit a mid range jump shot, and I think Mark Jackson and Stan McGundy said both. I think both of them kind of you know paraphrase. I, I I don't recall, but both of them basically said, "Hey, that's gonna be that's gonna be a shot that Chris Middleton is gonna have to be able to hit in order for the Bucks to win the title. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna have to hit that three point shot or he's gonna have to hit that mid range jump shot." In between, post down, back down, he's got that that fadeaway. He's got to hit that type of jump shot in order for the Bucks to win the title. And they are spot on. They're gonna need the Bucks if, if the Bucks want to win a title. They're gonna need against either Lakers or Clippers, either the Lakers or the Clippers. They're gonna need Chris Middleton to really step up his game. They're gonna they're gonna really need Chris Middleton to step up his game. Um, just. He he has to he has to play better. He has to play better. Giannis draws a lot of attention. Giannis probably draw Giannis draws a lot of attention. So Chris Middleton should be using that to his ability to to, to his advantage. And I'm not just talking about with you know people like throw out oh Chris Middleton he had he had forty against the Wizards. I don't care. The Wizards are outside of the playoff picture. I don't care what he did against the Wizards. What I care about is what he's doing against the Lakers, what he's doing against the Celtics. I need, I need to see him thrive in these type of moments. Last night would have been a great you know, showing for Chris Middleton where Giannis played well, yes, but Giannis also could have had some help. Giannis could have had some help down the stretch with scoring. And that would have been a great opportunity to, for Chris Middleton to say, hey, I'm here. I'm the second option. I got us. That would have been a perfect, that would have been the perfect opportunity for Chris Middleton to do so. And once again, failed at it. Eric Bledsoe, I just don't see enough assertiveness, aggressiveness from him on the offensive end. Don't see a lot of it from him. Um, and also his jump shot, you know, the, the the lack of jump shot it, it, it's scary. It's scary with it's, it's scary with Eric Bledsoe because you're gonna need, like I said, similar to Chris Middleton, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have to be able to to shoot that three, to shoot the three or to shoot the jump, just, just to shoot the jump shot. You're gonna have to be able to shoot the three. You you just have to. Now on to the Lakers. When I was watching the Lakers from the Lakers aspect, when I was watching them, 
I said, okay. They, the, the, I see what the Lakers' problem is. They played really well. They played really. They played. They, first of all, they played a really good game uh, last night, especially defensively. Despite the three point shots not falling, um, despite Anthony, despite them not hitting a lot of shots in the first quarter, despite Anthony Davis getting into foul trouble and having a rough start. They play. They still managed to play well, and they really played their tails off on defense. That's what won them the game: playing defense, and then them that that defense led to buckets and scores, um, and they were able to break away in that third quarter. <clears throat> LeBron is LeBron. LeBron's gonna be there. LeBron did play well. He showed why. He showed why he's LeBron. He showed us why. He showed us why he's LeBron, and he showed us why he is probably arguably still the best player in basketball. He showed us that. My concerns is not with LeBron. What I wanted to see last night as, you know, because during the fourth quarter, the Lakers had a, a nice lead. The Lakers had a nice, sizable lead. But, you know, once LeBron got taken out, once, once LeBron got snatched out of the, you know, the game, it was a okay. Anthony Davis is the go-to guy, and what I wanted to see was Anthony Davis, you know, hit a couple shots, keep the offense afloat until LeBron gets until LeBron returns back to the game. It was looking a little shaky. Um, AD was able to hit a couple shots, and like I said, and we talked and once again, we talked about this. On, the, on some episodes ago, where I we the Jason Tatum episode, the the last week episode where I talked about Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter, and I said Anthony Davis has gotten more aggressive. Now he was very aggressive in the fourth quarter last night, and he was able to hit some shots. He took advantage of some mismatches. When 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 the Bucks or when the Clippers, especially the Clippers, because the Clippers. Have nobody that they can guard that that can guard Anthony Davis, but I'm gonna get to that. But Anthony Davis gotta be able to take over and take advantage of those mismatches. Last night, the Bucks had Marvin Williams on Anthony Davis. It, you know, the Lakers needed a bucket because I think the, their lead had, been, had was cut to like five, and like they need, the Lakers needed a bucket. Milwaukee had Marvin Williams on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis took full advantage of that mismatch and got the bucket in the league. I think was pushed back like the seven or eight, and that and that's that's what you want to see from AD. That's what you want to see from AD. Um, and it's going to be really curious to see how they fit Dion Waiters into the, the the lineup because once again, Dion Waiters is another guy. That can create his own shot, another pick and roll player. So when LeBron is off the ball or when LeBron is out of the game entirely, you have a guy, a ball handler, a shot creator that can do so, that can run those pick and roll sets. That that that's what you need. That is what you need. Um and you need in the playoffs, and this is the thing, and this is the thing. In the playoffs, you need you need a you can, you should try your best as a team to find every way 
you know, every chance, try to get a bucket. You need to you need to get buckets and points any way, shape, or form. You need to you need to have a way to get buckets and points any way, shape, or form. Even if it's even if it's out of your pick and roll, um, transition, offensive of rebounding. You need you need a multitude and you need a litany of ways to score points in the playoffs. Um, and this is why I favor the Clippers a little bit because they have they have a multitude of layers in players that can score the basketball. The Lakers are adding that. The Lakers, you know, they added Deion Waiters. I like it. Um, the Lakers still, the Lakers are still open to signing another shooter. That can that can be another scoring punch, but. That's what I want to see from the Lakers. Um, I wanted to see how they would play, and they had, and that was good that they had a lead because I wanted to see how they played without LeBron um, and basically with no shot creator. That's what I wanted to see, and they showed they played they showed up pretty well. They showed the Lakers showed up pretty goddamn well. Um, so I, I like it. it. It was a big win for the Lakers. They clinched their first playoff berth. Um, for the first time in seven seasons since 2013, the Lakers, you know, they clinched their first playoff spot. Um, they clinched the, their their playoff spot. Seeding is still undecided, but I think the Lakers have finished with number one seed, um, and the Bucks have finished with number one seed in the, in the Eastern Conference. But the Bucks, I want to see, they, they need to find a second option. We talk, and we talked about this. We were spot on when we, you know, we were spot on when we said, hey. Bucks need a second option, um, and now the Lakers. The Lakers. Uh, I, I just want to see how they play without LeBron on, on off the floor, with no LeBron off the floor. Who is that? Or, or, or can AD make shots to keep the offense afloat? He did that last night. He was able to hit a couple mid range jumpers. He was able to get to the free throw line. Like I said, he took advantage of the mismatches, um, and that's what. We're gonna have to see uh, AD do now. Now the Clippers play the Lakers play the Clippers. The Lakers play the Clippers tomorrow. It's 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 a bigger game. It's it's definitely a bigger game than the Bucks and the Lakers. And I know it's kind of crazy to be saying that because the Buck that's a possible Finals preview that we got from the Lakers last night in Milwaukee. But the Clippers like. That's a big game in LA. That that that's a big game. That is a big game. Um, the, the the Lakers need to win that game. The Lakers need to win that game. They they need to make it. They need to make it a priority that they win that game. Um, I think and like I said, this goes back to my original point where I started. You know, this goes back to the idea of Anthony Davis and taking. And, and taking over the mismatches, taking advantage of the mismatches. Milwaukee has a lot of length and size. The Clippers have no length and size that can match up with Anthony Davis. So every, like literally every time, there's a mismatch there. The, and like I've been saying for these last few weeks, the Clippers have multiple guys that they can throw at LeBron. Not saying they're going to stop LeBron. I'm not saying they're going to 
neutralize LeBron. But they have multiple guys that they can throw at LeBron. Kawhi, Paul George, Marky Marky Morris, Patrick Beverly. They have have four or five guys that they can throw at LeBron at a time. That is where Anthony Davis has to dominate the game. I think going into the... Even like even looking forward to a preview of the Western Conference Finals, uh, possibly, and that's what it, and that's what it's looking like. They 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 have to you have Anthony Davis has to take advantage and he and he has to be really dominant against the Clippers. He has to be really dominant against the Clippers. Anthony Davis is can't he can't give you his regular twenty six twenty seven and nine. He can't give you that. I'm sorry. You're going to need more, fam. You're going to need more for Manfred Davis. You're going to need him to average 30. Uh, you know, and I think and Anthony Davis, we never doubt his skill set. We never doubt his talent as a potential top five player in basketball. We never doubt that. But what we do doubt is that he have that out him. Can he step up in the big moments? Can he lead a team? Because we call AD a top five player, and I think AD is top five talent. There, I don't think I, I. I don't know if you, and I don't know in the NBA if you can name five other guys that may that have the talent and the skill and the size combination of all three put together better than Anthony Davis. I just don't know. I don't think you can, but. Anthony Davis has to be assertive and he has to be aggressive tomorrow for the Lakers to have a chance. Um, oh boy! And I, I do want to be. A, I I, I want to do a pick. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the game tomorrow between the Lakers and the Clippers. It's hard. It's really hard because I really like what the Clippers bring to the table. They have a lot of playmakers. They have they their perimeter defense is really good. They they're probably the best perimeter defending team in basketball. I've said these things already. I really like Kawhi and Paul George. I like I, I think the coach I think the Clippers have a coaching. They have the coaching advantage. I think I think Frank Vogel's a good coach, but Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a Hall of Fame coach. He's a championship win coach. That's what you need. I want to make a pick so bad. I want to make a pick. I want to. I really, really want to make a pick about th- with this game. <sighs> Clippers or Lakers? It's no big deal, and you guys know that I think the Clippers have a better roster. <clears throat> I think they have a better. I think the Clippers have a well. I think that they have a a more balanced roster. They have a more balanced roster. They're, more, they're the most talented ba- ba- roster in basketball. Uh, from like from one to ten, one one to run through one through ten, they probably have they 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 have the most balanced roster. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. So, who's gonna be my pick? I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick. For tomorrow's sake, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Lakers to win. I'm gonna pick the Lakers to win tomorrow. Uh, I think Anthony Davis do realize does he? He's gonna have to realize that he is 
the determining factor. Yeah, the role players are about to come through. Like guys like, you know, of course, guys like KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Dwight Howard, uh, Alex Caruso, uh, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, uh, Markeith Morris. Of course, those guys, Markeith and Marcus, of course, those guys are going to have to play well for e- for either team to win. But I think Anthony Davis is the ultimate X factor. And I'm going to go with the Lakers to win um, tomorrow. Uh, it's a, I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, both games have been really close and really competitive, especially the Christmas Day one. Tomorrow's game is going to be highly intense. Tomorrow's game is going to feel like NBA, like, it's going to feel like game six, game seven of the Western Conference Finals. I feel like it's going to be, it's going to have a playoff atmosphere to it. Uh, The whole city of L.A. is going to be going crazy. But I'm going to go with the Lakers to win tomorrow. I'm going to go with the Lakers to win tomorrow. I think Anthony Davis will have a big day. I think Anthony Davis will have at least, at least 30 and 10. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis having about 32 and 10. Um, I think LeBron will play well. He'll play better. Cause I think he, cause the, last, the first two games, LeBron haven't really shot the ball well. But I think LeBron will play better. Um, he's been playing really efficient. And he's been, re- he's been really aggressive since the All-Star break. And as we're heading into the playoffs. So I'm going I, to go with the Lakers in a really narrow, tight battle. But I think that I think the Lakers do get the Clippers number tomorrow. Um, but it would not surprise me if the Clippers win. Um, but you guys already know how I feel about both teams. I really support the Lakers, but I do think the Clippers have a better roster. I do th- I do think the Clippers have a better organization organization structure. But that's neither here or there. That's neither here or there. I'm gonna go with the Lakers tomorrow. I think Anthony Davis has a big day. Um, I get you guys. On the other side, I'm going to discuss college basketball, a, a little bit of college basketball. I don't want to hold you guys any longer. I'll catch you guys on the other side. <clears throat> NFL ratings. We haven't talked much 
I mean, period, about college basketball this year. And it's a reason why I haven't talked much about it. Um, first, like, I'm used to the ACC being one of the most dominant and prominent uh, conferences. Just hasn't been that this year. The ACC hasn't been really good this year. Um, it's been it's been a dogfight. I've really enjoyed Big Ten basketball, college basketball. I've really enjoyed the Big Ten. Um, I feel like Kansas always wins the Big 12. Uh, Kentucky is always going to dominate the headlines in the SEC. So I don't even bother. But um, the big, you know, we haven't just talked much about college basketball. And, you know, I was listening to some podcasts about, hey, uh, ratings and college basketball and the future of it. And we all know we all know the problem with college basketball or the main problem with college basketball. And it's it's about the players uh, being one and done. The, the, the prominent, the big time players being one and done. I, you know, I think I think some people, some older people can remember to a point in time where there was a good college player and they were freshmen and they would, you know, the season would end, you would look forward to seeing that player at that same school coming back for their sophomore year. Well, that that just that, that just doesn't happen nowadays. That, that you know, it's one and done. Uh they play one year and they go off to college. They I mean they go off to the NBA, they go off to the pros. You just don't see that a lot no anymore. Um and I think that's that's one issue with college basketball. And like I said, I, and I always say this, television is just so good nowadays. There's so many DSPs, there's so many late night television shows, there's so many ways, and there's just so many apps in Netflix and Hulu and Apple TV. There's so many subscriptions you can subscribe to uh, without this, without watching this, you know. And that, and that's and that's and that was my main thing with the NBA. If people, if the if the NBA don't make most of it, like the, we all know, these regular season games don't mean much of nothing. Um, and if the NBA continued to promote it that way, they would continue to see a down spiral in their regular season views, and I mean in their in their regular season ratings because. People, it's it's just, it's so TV is so good, so people are like uh, I, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I devote and a lot of people, a lot of America, we devote during football season from September to to February. We devote a lot of our time with watching the NFL on Mondays, Thursday, and all day Sunday. Well, when once football is over. You then have that time with your family, with your partner, with your yourself. And it's like, do I really want to watch this NBA game that doesn't mean nothing? Well, no. You're going to go look at your subscription for Apple TV, Netflix, Hulu, Fire Stick, whatever. You're going to go look at that subscription. You're gonna go catch up on some on your on your favorite show on your favorite shows, so I think that's part of the problem with the with college basketball. 
Now, we all know that we are approaching a big time week. You know, this like what we we are now, you know, entering a big time phase into sports where March Madness is upon us. And all of the work, all of the country is going to be focused on March Madness. And it, like I said, it's so much, it's so much to pay 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 close attention to nowadays. Like uh, you know, the elections. Uh, and then, like I said, so many subscri- so many subscriptions you can subscribe to. But we are now entering March Madness. And I'm sure the NCAA and college basketball will not see... Uh, they, they won't see that. They, of course, everybody's going to be paying attention to college basketball and the ratings. Because now we're in March Madness. But it's just so funny because... You know, and we really, and, you, and to a to a effect, you really can't. College basketball, the people that sit in these type of, in these seats, these high seats, with the NCAA or in the NFL or in the NBA or in MLB, they can't really see the like, how, like how, how like how heavy of an influence the subscriptions have. On their audience because net like for example Netflix they don't provide ratings they don't like those like Netflix keep those ratings and stuff to themselves they keep all that data to themselves they don't they don't just go out and give out their data you know these these traditional and national uh, television stations do ABC, CBS, ESPN, Disney. They give out their data. They give out their ratings. Netflix don't do that. Netflix, Netflix withhold their ratings. They withhold their information. So leagues, leagues executives, uh, commissioners can't see that. They can't analyze and they can't tell like how heavy of an influence is Netflix on their audience. They can't tell. Especially the NBA. NFL, not so much because people are just so devoted to the NFL and America loves the NFL. And we like our basketball too. The NBA is a very global game and like I said, there's nothing wrong with the product that the NBA puts out. The NBA, I think, out of all of the sports, do a great job at marketing and branding their stars. They do a hell of a job at that. I think every league and sport could take a page out of the NBA's book on how to promote superstars because the NBA does a damn good job at it. But they can't like I don't think the I don't think the league and I don't think Adam Silver realizes and I don't think they can analyze how big of an influence Netflix, Hulu, these other subscriptions have on their audience, especially during the regular season. Because once again, once post once once we get into the nitty gritty of the NBA playoffs. The NBA range is going to be sky high. When the Clippers play the Lake, when the when the Lakers play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, NBA range NBA range is going to be sky high. 
when the Clippers or when the Clippers and Bucks play each other in the finals, or when the Lakers play the Bucks, or when the Lakers play the Celtics in the finals, whatever how whatever how whatever how it goes, the ratings are gonna be sky high. But once again, during that stretch where we're in the regular season, the games, let's be honest, they're not meaningful. Most games are not meaningful. The NBA and college basketball because people don't watch the product. So they don't want they don't start watching it can, they don't start watching it until March Madness. We're coming, March Madness is like a week and a half away. You know, selection Sunday is next week. So that's where the you know that of course the NCAA is gonna see uh, they're gonna it's gonna see a skyrocket in ratings. And ratings might be even more dramatic because coronavirus. The NCAA is saying, hey, fans may not be allowed into the arena. So fans are going to be like, well, we're going to watch the game. And ratings are going to go up, 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 up. Ratings going to go up, 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 up. Also, the NBA, mainly the NBA and college basketball because my generation, we like the NFL. The NFL people, older people, really tune into that. They tune into it. But my generation don't really tune into that. We like bas- we like basketball a lot more. We 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 buy their we buy their sneakers, we play their games, we see them on television, we see them on all the commercials, we adapt to them. Another thing is Instagram. Instagram, that's how we look at highlights. We look at Zion clips from Instagram. We don't look at the actual game to watch Zion highlights. No, it's called Bleach Report. It's called Sports Center. It's called following those platforms, those pages to look at Zion's 15-second dunk. That's how we all, that's another way that the younger viewership, my generation, I, you know, the younger viewership, that's how we can, that's how I could, I, I'm going to exclude, I'm going to exclude myself because I actually watch the games, but that's how my, that's how the younger generation consume the product. But let's keep that in mind. Um, also pay attention to those ratings and how they skyrocket with the NCAA and March Madness coming up. But um, I, I see you guys later. This is this this was just a brief check in, uh, get you guys prepared uh, for the following week. Um, we got a big week. You, of course, we're gonna be talking about the Lakers and Clippers game. I'm gonna get into all of that next time. I see you guys later. I'm out. Adios, gone. Thank you to all. Thank you to Spotify listenership, Apple Podcast listenership. All of those platforms that you guys use to access and listen to this podcast. Thank you guys for using that, that those platforms. Keep clicking, keep clicking. Also remember, two choices, one decision. I'm out, I'm gone, peace.